0: It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit mikemyashiro.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Confessions of a Reformer. Um, listen today 's episode is going to be unique and different uh, I a few months ago I gathered people from my team and wanted to do a purity culture series, basically interviewing a bunch of different people who went through purity culture growing up and how that impacted them you know in their sexuality in their ideas of marriage and sex, and then you know how that 's shown up in their life now. All of them have since deconstructed, so that 's one thing they definitely have in common at this point, um, but I wanted to share the first episode of this series the rest of it's going to be exclusively available on Numa Plus Um, but this is the intro I got permission from all of them to be able to share this publicly Um, basically getting to look at what do married people single people queer people straight people what what were they told how did they experience purity culture how did that influence their own relationship with their bodies and moving forward engaging in relationships how did that set them up for for success or ruin their lives (laughs) Um, I'm also in this series. Uh, So this episode is going to be the first of a series on purity culture from my team. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, my name is Ian Anderson. and My pronouns are he, him. Uh, I'm straight and married and I'm 24 years old.
2: My name's Mika. My pronouns are she, her. My sexual orientation is queer. I'm single and I grew up in a Christian household.
3: My name is Marcus Yao. I am 32. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am straight, a single, cisgender man.
4: My name is Carly. I am 28 years old. Um, My pronouns are she, her. Um, My sexual orientation is straight. I grew up charismatic.
5: My name is Zachary Perrin. I am 27 years old. Uh, My pronouns are he, him. I'm straight. I'm married and I grew up Christian.
6: My name is Mika. I'm 29. My pronouns are she/her. Straight and married with two children. I grew up conservative Baptist and then kind of non-denominational. My name
7: is Haley. I'm 24. I am married, and my pronouns are she/her. And I'm straight. I grew up Christian. The majority of the people that I that our family hung around was Christian, but I went to a public school, so it wasn't. I like, mean, there weren't many Christians there. It was also like a redneck town, so.
0: I'm Mike Mayashiro, I'm 35, I'm single, I'm gay, my pronouns are he, him, and I was raised Christian. I was raised very Christian.
8: I am Amy Garner, I am 51 years old. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I grew up in a small town in Kansas, went to church my whole life at a United Methodist Church. We switched to Assembly of God when I was in middle school.
1: Uh, Full honesty, don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember a like, sit down, here's the moment, we're having the thing. I I definitely grew up knowing there was a talk like that I was supposed to receive, like birds and bees, right? The whole thing. For the record, I don't don't think I ever fully heard the birds and bees, so I don't know why it's called that. Just PS, to this day, I'm 24. I was in a private Christian school, youngest of eight children. So this should be like a worked out system by that point. You kind of assume that we, we, we do this now. Didn't happen. I think just creation talk in general, and then maybe biology class, like in high school, you know, like late. It is between a man and a woman that was just always in, involved. Anytime I'd hear it, it was a, a holy thing. And I think, yeah, like I think that's positive in some regards, the impact of that on me. But it definitely felt high stakes. I'll put it that way high stakes of my moral uprightness and my own personal like holiness, right? Because like if you mess this holy thing up, then it is no longer holy or it's dirty. So that was the implication that I felt. It was usually pretty, pretty high stakes, pretty like the highest responsibility you can hold in your life to protect this thing for yourself and for others. Men have even more responsibility in this conversation because they like pursue the women or they pursue the whatever, and you could be more at fault than the girl. That's something I used to...
2: My parents, even though I grew up non-denominational, they felt like separate worlds. So like my like my home life, was it was very shut down, very suppressed, maybe is the word, or just like, this doesn't exist. Or if there was ever talk about it, it was like, I'm not allowed to touch that or know about that, and it was always surrounded by anger. Maybe I was like 10. And my older brother was teasing me about liking our neighbor. And he was like telling my dad that. And then my dad got immediately so angry and was like, you're not allowed, li-. in like real rage. Like it wasn't like funny, haha. It was like, you cannot like a boy until, I can't, I can't even tell you. I think I kind of blocked it out. I remember we were in the kitchen, but he was just like, you cannot like, like boys right now. I remember I was like 14 or 15. I wore like a skirt for the first time. And my dad got super angry about me wearing a skirt. And he was like, again, like same kind of like rage. Like, I think he said something like, do you want like to get hurt? Or like, do you want people to think you're a certain way? Like without saying, you know, are you trying to look like a slut or something? He used different words or like, that's the message that came across to me. My parents never like allowed me to go to like sex ed. So I remember in fifth grade, me and this other kid just stayed in this other room. And I had no idea what was going on in the other room. But then I realized, it was because it's like a sex education class. By middle school, like, my parents were kind of like aloof and would just sign whatever. And then that's how I got educated. Like, my mom didn't even talk to me about my period. I like hit it for like four months. Which I feel like is aligned with like a bit of the purity life. But in the Christian world, I don't know, they never talked about sex. They just always talked about like purity. Like, and I never really even knew what they were talking about.
3: I didn't really grow Christian. I was brought to church when I was like 13, 14 years old, but I would say I took faith a little more seriously after I graduated college, which was like 21. No one ever really talked to me about sex. Uh, my family never talked about sex. My church never pr- talked about sex. So it was all self-discovery. So I think my, maybe my first sexual experience was when I was like 13 and I was on a really old website called Newgrounds. And they had some like games that it was, yeah, it was really silly, but basically (laughs) I feel so silly talking about this. Um, but there was a game that you could like shoot clothes off a girl and I was like, sure, I'll do it. And then I didn't know what was happening. I was like, I thought at one point I was like, do I have to pee right now? Why do I have to pee? I was like, what's going on? And so that was, I think that was my first sexual experience alone with the computer. My, I mean, my parents never talked about sex. I don't even have memories of seeing my parents kiss. They were not very physically close, you know? So I'm like, literally, uh, my entire exploration of like physical connection with people is, I had to discover that myself.
5: I think I learned what sex was when I was like, eight to 10, probably, somewhere around there. I think my mom drew a picture for me in the sand, of oh, my brother and I, of what it, what it looked like, and what that meant. So I think we were the age that she just wanted to tell us. So I was like, ew, it's kind of disgusting. So I think that's what my brother and I felt like. Okay, it's kind of weird. I don't think I ever thought about wanting to do that in that moment. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm okay. It's just kind of disgusting. No other thoughts. When did the church talk to me about sex? I don't remember them talking to me about sex. I think it probably came up in some sermons, but I don't think, I think I heard it from my parents first. I don't have like a, a specific memory of when that happened with the church.
7: They never talked to me about it, ever. I mean, (laughs) my mom and I will like talk about it here and there now that I'm an adult, but it was I was never introduced to it by my parents or church. Definitely learned about it in high school and then pornography after that,
0: yeah. The earliest my parents talked to me about sex was never. They didn't talk to me about it. There were jokes my mom would make. My dad pretended like sex didn't happen. Or, like, he would make comments sometimes that would allude to, oh, he knows what sex is, but he never talked to me about sex. My mom, like, they never talked to me about sex in terms of, like, introducing me to it, explaining anything to me. I think they just assumed eventually I learned, and I don't know where they thought I learned it, but I didn't learn it from them. Um, but my mom would make sex jokes every once in a while or, like, intimacy jokes with my da- about my dad or about them. And it was always like, ew, ew, ew. It was always, like, the culture it was, ew, we don't want to know about that. My church never talked about sex, but it did, masturbation became a pro, like, and porn I think became a problem when I was around middle school, mostly early high school actually, freshman sophomore year. And the weird thing was like I wasn't masturbating or looking at porn when this was coming up for our age range at church, and so I was learning about stuff like porn and masturbation at church because they were trying to help other kids who were like addicted to stuff or whatever. And I was like, what are you doing? What happens? I, I'm like learning terminology at church because I didn't, this stuff wasn't going on in my life anyway that's my answer
6: so my parents never explicitly like talked to me about sex beyond like sometime in high school my mom started saying things like no sex before you're married no boys over here stuff like that just kind of out of nowhere i guess she decided like it was appropriate in that moment i don't know i have to this day never talked to my dad about sex (laughs) ever my church i just remember purity box separating the guys and the girls to talk about your sexual purity. But I remember I was like fully on board. Nothing about me was like, this, you're repressing me. I was like, yes, purity. I don't, I'm gonna wear the t-shirt or whatever. So I don't have any like negative, like they indoctrinated me because I was like indoctrinate me. We were taught basically
4: that like bodies are <laughs> bad. So we had an, an encyclopedia that talked about like bodies human nature, all that stuff. And my mom decided to color in the body parts so that we wouldn't see actual breasts or an actual penis or that stuff. And so that narrative for me explained that our bodies are shameful and bad. It has to be covered up. It's not natural to have boobs or a penis or vagina. We were never taught to like use the proper words for them. It was just a lot of shame, a lot of secrecy, a lot of privacy. My parents didn't actually want me to be a part of sex ed because of the influence that would be brought in from the teachers. But as an adult, I'm like, "Mm, that probably would have been extremely helpful rather than me having to figure out these things all by myself. So they took me out of sex ed. And then my mom, like her job was to basically have conversations about this stuff with me on a personal level so she could have the control of influence
8: the earliest I remember my parents talking to me about sex was two weeks ago there was a typo in one of my texts to my mom and she pointed it out and it was like sexual I said something about getting paid and I wrote late instead and she like laughed at it I think that's the first time my mom and I have ever talked about sex (laughs) I don't have any memories of talking to my parents about it at all or the church I don't have any memories of the church talking about it at least not until I was like in college so maybe I just blocked it all (laughs) out of
0: my mind. what was your general attitude regarding sex growing up
1: Mm. I always looked forward to it I was always like this is a cool thing that I want to be a part of at no point was I just like ew I shouldn't want this I always wanted it and I knew that I maybe I, I you know like I feigned wanting not like staying away from it or something but I think At at large, I think romance in particular, and that being a physical thing, I I knew that when I was, like, pretty young. I was probably, like, in second grade or, like, third or fourth grade or something when I started being, like, I want to, like, I like this person, and I want to be near them and involved, and not not thinking, like, I want to have sex with them. I was more, like, the physical intimacy is attractive. I like this about life. I like this about myself. I never felt like I needed to fully shut it shut it down, but I think I definitely
0: needed to hide it.
7: It was uncomfortable, like we just didn't talk about it. So because of the lack of conversation around it, I just, I was uncomfortable because it was like, oh, this isn't something we talk about. So there's something to be weirded out by. I never saw my parents talking about it. They never had the talk with us. And so I think generally my attitude towards it was like, oh, it's just this unspoken thing, even though everyone's curious about it and wants to talk about it, just not in the house.
3: Sex was not really a thing that I thought about much. It wasn't at the top of my mind. I had my first girlfriend, and then we got closer, and we started fooling around, and I don't think either of us knew what we were doing. When I was with my girlfriend, thinking about sex was a good thing, I guess. It wasn't like a shameful thing. I was like, well, this is happening. It feels good to be closer physically. I think we're both enjoying this. I like making her feel good too. So it was it was generally a positive thing, but I was not very church too, so I think there's a little bit of difference there.
2: I got my hands on porn when I was like in 3rd grade. And I say that, it might have been sooner, but I remember thinking about my 3rd grade teacher and I was like, does she do this like thing that I see on the computer. And it was like very hidden and like no one knew. I don't know, I think like it was just like left up on accident or like I found it somehow, like curiosity. But I knew it was like bad and wrong. I'm not even sure if I got caught or, I think like my brother got caught and I just knew it was wrong, maybe. It's all kind of blurry, but I always knew about sex, but I didn't even know it was called sex. Fast forward middle school and my cousin was like, I have to tell you about something. And I'm like, what? And he's like, there's this thing that happens when like a penis goes into a vagina and he's like, I know, it's crazy. English wasn't our first language. So when he said that, I didn't really like know. If he would have used like Filipino words to describe it, I would been like, oh yeah. And then I was like, oh, I think I pieced the two together. I was like, this thing that I've seen on the computer is this thing that he's talking about. But I had known about it, like, cause once I encountered it, I always found my way to find it somehow. So all I knew was like, shame, 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 shame. Like this is angry, like angry shame. Don't go near this thing. Um, but also like I just have like a dirty secret knew it was wrong but like I would always find myself like near it
5: my general attitude regarding sex was definitely don't have sex until marriage was my was what I was taught so don't have sex during marriage like keep away from like the no-no squares or like the you know I wasn't taught that but just growing up just like in high school and stuff that's what I learned to call them the purity was definitely a big thing so as pure as possible until marriage and then you can kind of do whatever you want so
4: a lot of curiosity (laughs) I wanted to know just a very curious kid wanting to know things but never actually being taught and never actually being told why about things I had to learn things all myself I would be like (laughs) I'd be like googling things like what is this about your body how does your body work this way just because like My body felt so shameful for me, like even like with my period, I didn't even talk to my mom about my period because I was like, that's shameful. That's something I don't talk to my mom about. So I looked up that stuff of myself. I figured out how to use a tampon by myself and all of that stuff. It was just something that I didn't have conversation with my mom. So a lot of it was in secret, quiet,
6: shameful, but there was curiosity there. My general attitude was only married people can do it and anybody else who is doing it who's not married is like dirty, broken, nasty sinners or something like something really extreme. But even if they were adults and they were not married and they were having sex, they were like outside of the will of God and they were like dirty. As a kid, I remember not not even understanding like what sex actually was. Honestly, I think I learned the actual like physical how it actually happens from like a book that I found in the church library When I was like left there alone My mom was like doing some Bible study and sent me to the there was like a church library um, and so inside like found a book and I was like, what is this? I think it was a book designed for kids for parents to tell kids like what sex was So it's like what my parents probably could have used if they were gonna teach me anything about it That's when I finally understood like oh This is what that is when they like lay on the bed in the movies like this is what's actually going on yeah, my attitude was like, you have to be married. But I didn't even really know like what it was until I was probably like nine.
8: It was a a weird mystery, shameful, like didn't really think or talk about it. It just always felt like this thing that was like hidden. And, and I don't think that I knew what it was at all. I knew it had something to do with kissing. And like, that was about all I really knew about it.
0: My general attitude regarding sex growing up was very avoidant. I was like not interested in talking about, it. not that I wasn't interested, I wasn't comfortable talking about it because no one around me, especially not my family, ever made it a safe or approachable conversation. It was mostly a shameful thing. Like sex was something you did because you had to do it or because you couldn't control yourself or whatever. And by yourself, I mean my parents. Um, it's something that my mom always seemed to want or like celebrate and my dad would like tolerate it was the attitude, no one said that to us but that was the message that I witnessed. So I never wanted to talk about it, at least in that environment. I was very ashamed of sex, I thought sex was, but also being a gay kid growing up in a Christian world, I didn't want to have sex with a woman. So, like, whatever I did want to have with a guy, I wasn't thinking about sex. Like, I didn't even know how you could have sex with a guy when I was, you know, for most of my young adult life. So I didn't really think about sex a ton. And then when I did, it was a shameful thing that I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want anyone to be part of it. You know what I mean? Like, that was my general attitude about sex. And that concludes... Episode one of the Purity Culture series that I did. Wasn't that fun? Um, listen, later into this series, we talk about sex, sex positions, sex outside of marriage, sex toys. God, it gets a little personal. Um, and for obvious reasons, the rest of this series is available exclusively on Numa Plus. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's basically a space where I provide exclusive content for people who are subscribed to that area. Um, and it's basically where I'm putting stories and content that I don't want just released to the public, you know, with all of the different random people that can get access to that. It's a more gated space. So if you want to get access to the rest of this series, subscribe to Numa Plus. You can find that information with the link below this episode. Thanks for being here, everyone. We'll see you next time. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out mikemayashiro.com.